Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, what is going on, people? You know that sound is the Unfiltered Band. It means another episode of Unfiltered is coming at you. Episode 59. Go to Long Island with this one on the title. It's 9 o'clock on a Saturday. We shuffle in. Thank you, Unfiltered Band, by letting you know you could join the Unfiltered Revolution at Casey Stern on Twitter. If you're watching on YouTube or vice versa, get into the bio, get at the YouTube channel, subscribe, like the videos, comment, give me uh, topics, top 10 lists, whatever you want, guest ideas, uh, want to hear it all from you. And obviously, uh, jump on board on Twitter and uh, follow and be part of this uh, DM ideas and, and get involved any way you can, including merch. Unfiltered Revolution t-shirts and swag. Again, remember, this is not about sports. It's something I'm really, you know, um, I'm into and, and, and really excited about because of how much more than just sports all of this is for me. And, uh, you know, we talk about legacy all the time in sports. Uh, in life, it's much more important. And this is, is certainly what you know, I want mine to be because we're in a world where not enough people are are unfiltered and too many are uh, filtering out the good and only letting the bad in. We don't want to do that. It's kind of what the Mets have allowed in the NL East in a lot of ways. And let's get to that as we kind of bounce around and get hit a bunch of things today, a lot of baseball, even get into some UFC. Uh, for those of you who are not already aware, which I talked about for years on the air, I've been a diehard fan of mixed martial arts since going back to like the original tough show, maybe even a little bit before that. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, the fight tonight at NDS specifically. And uh, we'll even uh, hit something I want to hit on energy before we get out of here. So let's start here on it's nine o'clock on a Saturday. Met fans are freaking out. They're losing their minds. I've, you know, again, all the things I talked about a week ago, people doing all of it again. And, you know, <laughs> they were fine after they beat the Pirates twice. And now nobody's fine again. I'm going to say what I said the last time and say it again in, in a lot of different ways. But first, let's start here. The most important thing, and Keith said it on the broadcast if you watched it last night, Keith Hernandez, but the most important thing if you're a Met fan right now is getting Starling Marte healthy and getting Max healthy, getting Guillermo back, getting McGill in the fold. All of the things that are related to health are the scariest parts. The, the Mets have a magic number of 11. They've got pretty much 100% chance of getting in. There's not going to be a collapse where they don't get the wild card. And if you have a healthy DeGrom and Scherzer, even if you don't win the division, I'm not saying don't go after it, but even if you don't, you're going to have a good shot to do some real damage in October. That's why you can't allow this to be in that, like, you know, war games, you know, DEFCON scenario of, like, the, the world is ending because it's not ending, all right? You're getting into the playoffs to, to try and chill out. That being said, yeah, it sucks to lose four out of six to terrible teams. Of course it does. It's it, brutal. It's brutal. But there were some situations where, you know, they had, like, kind of old Mets feel of, like, you know, being cursed where – you hit the ball in the screws, if you will. Canna once, Lindor once yesterday, just to name a couple, where you, you leave two bases loaded situations. Good to see Alonzo hit a home run. Always hits well down in Florida. Good to see him, you know, hit his 33rd, drive in, uh, what, 107 or 108. Escobar continues to hit. They need to get Marte healthy. He's so important to this lineup. They need to get him healthy. But, you know, look, Nito's even been better at the plate. Him and McCann both have had some good ABs this week. There's some things that have gone on. But you haven't gotten enough. You didn't get deep enough from David Peterson yesterday, even though he's been brilliant in the role that he's been in. So there are things that have gone wrong. You've got injuries. There are issues. But the biggest issue is what you saw in Seattle last night. And that's the fact that the Braves, since June 1st, are playing on a 119-win pace. 119-win pace. 
not for the last four weeks, June, July, August, do the math, three plus months. I mean, that's ridiculous. And that they're the defending champs. You got a team that won it last year that has, after a rough start, played better baseball by far in the regular season this year than they even did last year in the year that they won the whole thing. You got caught, okay? It was a 10-and-a-half game. You know, nobody should have said the division was over at the beginning of June. That was dumb. But the Mets as a team, yeah, they've lost four out of six. In the last week and a half, I get it. The offense overall the last three, four weeks, I get it. But as far as the season is concerned, even since that, they've been on a pace to win 95 games. Go do the math. If I would have told you before the year they're going to win 95 games, you wouldn't have said, well, they were on pace to win 107, right? So even since June 1, since they've blown it, if you will, the Braves are just right now a better team. Now, with Max and DeGrom, if they're both at full tilt, can that still make you a more dangerous team than them at the postseason? It could, but right now the Braves are a deeper team than you are. Right now the Braves are a more athletic team than you are. They're a younger team than you are. Those are all facts. Love Kenley. Do you trust Kenley Jansen? I don't think many Braves fans I know here in Atlanta, you know, or Dodger fans I know, or anyone going to trust Kenley too much in the postseason or know what they're going to get. Yeah, there's some of that. You got young arms in, in, in you know, a couple of cases like Strider never been there before. Yeah, but they're a deep team, a tough team. They're a tested team. They're a championship team. They won it last year. That is how you got caught. This isn't the Mets metsing. If you want to be concerned, I buy it. It's not the concern that bothers me. It's the why. If you're concerned because Marte's injured and Max is injured, yes. If you're concerned the offense hasn't been great, yes. If you're concerned the Braves are better than you, yes. If you're concerned this is just another year the Mets are collapsing, then you're a freaking moron, okay? There's a big difference. And now they're tested. They're a half game out. They're getting tested now. We're going to find out. What Francisco Lindor said is right. They're hitting a wall. A lot of times teams do in a long season. It's not a cop-out, and they got to break through it. He didn't ask you to break through it. He knows they got to break through it. But that's reality. That happens to teams all the time. It's a long year, okay? You weren't saying these things when they beat the Dodgers two out of three. It's a long season. These things happen. And if you recall, the last time Met fans thought the offense was dead, which was right about what? Right after the All-Star break. And then they had that 10-run game against the Reds. And all of a sudden, for two weeks, nobody could get them out. Now you hope that happens now. And maybe it's at the right time. Would you rather their bats go dead in October or at the beginning of September? They got to figure it out. But they're not out of the division race. And they're going to the postseason. You need them healthy. The Marte thing is scary. He is so important to this team. He is so important in so many ways from the balancing the lineup to what he does for them, the defense, everything that he does, the bench depth that he adds by not having to go play Naquin every day or worry about whether Naquin and Canna, you want the opportunity to worry Guillermo Escobar, McNeil, left fielder, second base, and how to play with that because that's when they've been at their best defensively. You want Marte in the lineup, right? We understand that. That's a big concern. And if you're a Braves fan, you deserve to be mocked. Look, I would mock the Mets too. Look, you know, I, I'm a, I don't, one of the reasons I don't care about wearing this hat is that people who have actually listened to me for the years, even people here in Atlanta and even Braves fans who follow and have listened to me for years, they know, I mean, I, I'm going to tell it like it is. 
I'm not going to pretend I don't root for the team at night because I'm not going to be like that because, again, that's being unfiltered. It's like, why would I ask you to trust me as a host or want to be with me every day when I'm doing talk radio 13 years if you don't know who the hell I am? But anybody who listened to me would tell you that I'm harder on this team than anybody. I'm not going to be by The Braves are a better team right now than the Mets are. That should scare you if you're a Mets fan. Yeah, I would be getting on them with the trumpets and everything else if I was if roles were reversed. So would you. But if that's what you're concerned about, what Braves fans are Braves, including a couple of friends of mine that are, you know, I know in the business a long time, that are trolling you on Twitter. If, if that's what you're concerned about, my God, have you lost? I mean, you deserve... You, you're showing why you should have the, the fun poked your direction. National League East, up for grabs still. Braves in front. AL East, the Rays, the Boogaboo, and the Yankees, they continue to have it. The Yankee lineup is continuously now every day with the injuries. Rizzo, the ineffectiveness after the injury. Stanton, the Donaldson, you know, uh, lack of. I mean, the Aaron Hicks scenario. I mean, you want to talk about disgusting. I mean, look, first of all, if you're Aaron Hicks, you can't really be upset that you got benched. You're lucky you didn't get released. You can't be making that play in that spot with that team, with who you've been and who you haven't been. You can't do that. What are you, I, really? What, playing the Rays on Derek Jeter night wasn't enough to get you in it? Are you serious? I mean, you got to be kidding me. I don't blame Booney at all. And I don't know Aaron Hicks. Seems like he could be a nice guy. But, I mean, wake up, man. Like, to me, how you were afterwards is kind of like how you were during. Like, I don't I mean, come on. Wake up. Have a cup of coffee. The Yankees, though, with the Rays, I mean, this thing continues. It's like they cannot beat this team. They can't figure it out. It is, it is, it is crazy. And now it's at three and a half. What, two in the loss column? It's crazy. The Rays just, the, how do you not give Kevin Cash and that group? You, you can't give enough credit to the way they maximize. You know, I used to love the comment. I've said it before. You know, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Nobody squeezes more juice out of an orange, right? Than right down there at the trop, fittingly. I mean, it is amazing what they're able to accomplish. And now down three and a half division two loss column. AL Central, uh, I can't figure out the White Sox. I mean, being a White Sox fan this year will put you in therapy. Uh, you know, I don't want to make jokes about, you know, um, you know, TLR, if you will, Tony La napping because then, you know, obviously you worry about his health and that's way more concerning. Um, but whatever has galvanized this team, they figured it out. They won eight out of 10. Suddenly you got three teams that are winning a couple of games. The twins don't look like they ever want to win. I can't figure them out. They blow opportunities in game. They blow opportunities to get leads and, and, and to catch up in division races. And while they're, they're a mess, I'm not buying the twins. I, I think to me, you got to consider Tito and the way that team plays as some kind of a separator. Even though talent-wise, it would seem like the White Sox would have more talent, they, but they've had more talent all year than Cleveland. And what difference has that made? But you got to give, I think, a little bit of an advantage to the Guardians in terms of just the metal, the moxie, the, everything Tito brings, the everyday kind of, you know, us against them, very raised-like mentality that they bring to the table. And that may end up playing a difference in this thing, but it is a, what a weird race that is right now in that AL Central. Very, very strange. I mean, none of those teams are, are really any good, but it's very, very strange. Uh, Mike Trout continues to be lost with the Angels. It's a home run, what, for his fifth straight game? Yeah, everybody with Otani, we forget about Trout. 
I mean, it's amazing when you think about it, at least if you're an Angels fan, uh, you, you give yourselves this. You got reasons to watch every night. I mean, I wish these guys were on national television so all of us could see them, but they're not good enough. Other than when Otani is out there pitching and then you get them, you know, on a broadcast, it, it, it's a little bit absurd to me just how bad the Angels are. I mean, it's sad for the game. I said this in the thing I did with Steve Phillips yesterday, and trust me, you know my background. This is not what I want, but but the best thing for baseball in this sport is Otani to become a free agent after next year and sign with the Yankees. It's the best thing. He'd be on TV all the time. He'd be the crossover media mogul star he should be for what he's doing and the personality, the charisma, everything about him. You know, he's in quote unquote LA, even though it's not LA. I lived there three years. Anyone who's from LA or has ever lived there knows all that time on the five freeway you take to get down to Disney. That is not, that's Anaheim. That is not, that's Orange County. That's not LA. But being in LA, quote unquote, hasn't done clearly enough. And the team's not good enough. They got to get him on the Yankees. He goes to the Yankees, forget it. The star he'd be, you wouldn't have to worry anymore about the thing I said a few years ago where they had that poll, the top 100 most famous athletes in the world, and Jeter was 13, and he had retired two years before that. You're not having that problem. You put a Tani on the Yankees. Be the best thing for the game. Hate saying it. Just, just let's tell it like it is. If somehow Trout could come home, end up on the Phillies or somewhere in the Northeast, and Otani got to the Yankees. I mean, it's, you know, look, you can East most bias me to death all you want. If they were Dodgers, obviously it would be different. But I think Otani getting, you know, at some point, you know, into a place that can make him the star he is. Forget MVPs, but what he can do being an MVP to sell our game would be a great thing. I want to touch up briefly on the fight tonight. If you're a you and, and hang tight, if you're not a UFC fan, because I want to finish this with something that's for everybody. Um, but I wanted to say this, I've been watching the UFC forever. Nate Diaz is not one of the best fighters I've ever seen. He's not, but he may be the realest fighter that we've ever had in, in the world of mixed martial arts. The whole you know, the, the, the has the, the Chimaev nonsense with him, you know, eating too many donuts. And then, you know, to me, I, you know, they told him to stop cutting, but that means it was a bad weight cut anyway. Like, can we be honest? That means he wasn't doing what he needed. And his lackadaisical, I don't give a shit face that he put on with shrugging the shoulders when he was eight pounds over. I wish somebody would have beat his ass just for that. This guy is like, I hate fake tough. I don't think Kevin Holland has a chance against him. But if there anybody who like deserves a beating for being like totally fake tough, it is a joke, right? It's crazy. You know, no offense, but like everybody said stuff about like Khabib and like McGregor and others, like he ducking fights or whatever. Dude, that was a bad man. All right. I'm sorry. But this guy, this guy is you know, he's a very talented man, but this guy's a joke. But Diaz is so tough. You know, watching him and El Kakui fight uh, tonight's going to be fun. But, you know, he's so tough. And I hope he continues to fight in the UFC. His fights are always, they're always electric because that dude's bringing it. Like, he's in there like, you know, if if they said after round five, here's six, seven, and eight, he's in. Like, he don't care. If somebody could show up in round four, he'll fight someone new in the middle of the fight. I mean, he he's a fighter. And I give that guy a ton of credit for his career. And if it's his last run, I wanted to say a thank you for uh, I mean, everything from watching during his tough season all through. I mean, that dude is that's that's a real bad dude. I mean, you want to talk about it in one instance, in one day, difference between fake tough and real tough. Go look at the two guys in that story that played out with the UFC yesterday. And great job by all the fighters. Yeah, Dana and everybody, but really all the fighters for, for switching things up to make that card work. And it's an upgraded card for what we get tonight on pay-per-view. Uh, finally, energy. 
was thinking about this a lot uh, this morning over coffee because I guess these are the things I think about. I will tell you, for Islander fans, if they're listening, you're going to enjoy this. Randomly, before the kids woke up, what did I also do over coffee? I just started flipping through like videos of full games on YouTube, and I watched the entirety of the game, minus commercials, of the uh, Sean Bates penalty shot game in what was that 2001-2002 season. I was at game four against uh, the Leafs. Why? I have no idea. Like, I couldn't even tell you. But I did. Spoiler alert, he scored on the penalty shot. I was there, by the way, uh, but it, which, you know, it's it's amazing. That building was, and they talk about it, how loud that was, but I digress. Energy. I was thinking about this. It's unbelievable how, and I've learned this later in life, right? At least closer to like where I am now, hopefully not knocking wood nearly late in life. How much, you know, I've always been such a high energy guy and such a positive, like overly, like, but real, like high energy guy where like, I just blow through stuff like Mario when he was blinking, like on, on the screen and not let stuff bring me down. I cut people out of my life for years who were negative. And, and then I realized that even I was able to be heavily impacted by negative energy and how much it could change a person and turn you the opposite direction where even things like that, like looking for random island, like those are things I would never do. Like I know space in my brain because there was so much negative energy that was being pushed on me. I now laugh because I still have, you know, in my daily life situations where I know people are trying to do things that used to work on that version of me that now are back to like the old me that just don't work anymore. And it reminded me this morning of, of how much we need to concentrate on putting our own energy out there because that positive energy is going to bust out whatever else and go through just like that Mario Blinken guy, whatever else is thrown at you. I mean, it's amazing. Miserable people want to make everybody miserable. It's always going to be that way. If you, if you put yourself in a position where you refuse to be that way again, you will refuse to be that way again. And I always am, am open and honest, even with like a ton of obstacles every day that I'm still fighting to get back to where I was when I was quote on you know, the, the top of the hill, at least that I thought was a hill, you know, put, put my, my, my own future, my kids back to where I, I want it to be and all the goals that I had and all that stuff and that, I'm, that I'm working and busting my ass on every day now, right now. Like I am with such like a, like a fireball of, of, positive energy that I'm realizing again, how, how Im almost impenetrable it is to be affected by negativity when you, when you go into a day that way. So try and do that for yourselves today. Be proud of who you are and how far you've come. Go back to that Winston Churchill thing. If you're going through hell, keep going, keep effing going and LFGM. I'll see you for episode uh, 50, what is this, 58, 59, episode 60 on Monday. Again, next week, I got Jim Duquette, Buck Martinez, Jason Stark, David Aldridge already lined up, among others. A lot of great guests, a lot of fun coming. See you next time for episode 60. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.